0: This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast. The topic for today will be in the spiritual life, ignorance is not bliss, it's downright deadly. But first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, All that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. I can't make the assumption that anyone... Or not that anyone, but that most people have heard the old school cliche of ignorance is bliss. It's it's an it's an it's an it's it's so it's such an old school cliche that it even predates me. And I'm, when I say predates me, I'm talking at least by about 70 to 100 years before i was born that it that it always been a cliche and at least in american society so the topic today is is ignorance is is not bliss when it comes to spiritual truth. And that is true. Now, obviously, in in natural examples of day-to-day existence, that cliche is is correct. It is absolutely... Uh, for those of you who have ever um have uh, who've ever been married and divorced, I'm sure that you would say that you know, before you got divorced, that the ignorance of your spouse's or what was either upcoming or the ignorance of your spouse's shortcomings was bliss. And that could be applied to a job, a friend, a situation. Um. Just, just, just think about natural disasters or like man, uh, man-made failures, like a plane crash, a car crash, a train crash. You know, ignorance is bliss in the sense that the people who died in these things had no idea that um, what was coming. And in, in that regard, that cliche applies. However, to get back to the topic in the spiritual life, that ignorance is not bliss, It's an absolute falsehood. Now there are two or three principles I'm working off here when I when, when I do this topic. the first the first principle that I'm dealing with here is that there is only one way to salvation. In other words there is only one truth to be able to get to heaven that that you do not you do not get to decide for yourself you know how you're going to get to heaven you do not get to d- decide for yourself what of God's truths you will believe or you won't believe you do not get to decide for yourself. Um, you 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 do not get to decide for yourself what God's truth is and what God's truth isn't. So that's one of the principles that I'm working off of when I do this topic. And if I hadn't made the point clear, or if you're absolutely uninitiated to my podcast, when I say God's truth and only one path to heaven, I'm talking about the revealed truth of the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church. In other words, Everything that came out of the Vatican II Council is not God's revealed religion. As a matter of fact, it contradicts, in no uncertain terms, it contradicts the Catholic truth as revealed in the pre-Vatican II Church. That is the one true path that is the only way so you do with that with your what you will the second the second principle that i'm working off of is is that the only way to not just to understand the truths that have been revealed, but how to live those truths, you need the pre-Vatican II um, pre-Vatican II uh, Catholic Church's spiritual teachings. And once again, for the sake of new people here, Having the right dogma or doctrine is not enough. You have to live your faith, but in order to live your faith, you need to have a uh, a true Catholic spiritual life before you can even practice that faith. And... I haven't. I probably have not made this part clear. Um, living that faith, the it starts off. It starts off private, and as you grow in the spiritual life, it becomes public. That's as simple as I can put it. And the third principle. When I refer to this podcast, I'm sorry, when I refer to the topic on this episode is, is that God and Satan are not abstractions. Heaven and hell are not abstractions. They do exist. They do affect your natural life, whether you're um, wanting to acknowledge that fact or not, it doesn't matter. it does not matter so you know just because you don't believe in hell does not mean that if you die you're not going to go there just because you don't be- believe well if you, <laughs> it stands to reason that if you don't if you don't believe in god then you don't believe in heaven And unless you receive a singular grace from God, um, at least as far as my limited knowledge goes, I don't believe that you could be an atheist and get to heaven. Now, I put the qualified fire on there of saying, well, unless you receive a singular grace from God. um, I've said this in earlier episodes. I wouldn't bet your eternal soul on that, though. I would absolutely would not bet your eternal soul on that. And the fourth principle is, is that Um, I forgot the fourth principle. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll bring it up later. So, ignorance not being bliss when it comes to the spiritual life. I've already outlined three of the principles that are involved in this episode. Now I hope and I pray that even, even what whether whether you disagree with my principles on one point or all, I hope and pray that you will at least listen to the rest of what I have to say before you before you decide where you're going to go with this. So if there is one truth to heaven, and I mean absolutely one truth, being ignorant of that truth and dying without that truth is because you have to understand the stakes that are that are here. If, if our Lord Jesus Christ has one truth and one revealed church with that truth, if you die without that truth, then you're going to spend eternity in hell. However, once again, um, I do believe that God deals with us as individuals So, um, sometimes, you know, sometimes God will give us a singular grace or blessing in order to deal with us. But as I said earlier, a couple minutes earlier, I would not bet your immortal soul on that. Because if you do believe in heaven, if you do believe in God, then Satan and hell are real and so is eternity. So, becoming complacent, you know, we we had a saying in the U.S. Army back in the 80s, complacency kills. I'm sure it's still a military saying in the U.S. military. Because complacency does kill. Especially in this you know, in the spiritual life, complacency does kill. There's a reason why they call it this spiritual warfare or the spiritual battle. Um so finding out that truth. even even if you you are, well, however sure you are of that truth and let's you say you're you're some sort of Protestant um, or you're Vatican II sect member or you're neo-traditionalist. My question would be to you, are you willing to bet eternity in hell? Being eaten by worms, being tormented by demons, hating everything and everyone around you with the most bitter hate, wanting to die, and never being able to kill yourself for all eternity, Are you willing to bet your assuredness of your beliefs with that as your stakes? And I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic. I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic and I'm not saying this to be um, sensational or sensationalized. I'm not doing. Those are the stakes. What I just described when I described hell, these are not things of my own invention. These are things which the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church taught about hell. But my challenge is very real. Are you willing to bet hell against Your what you think are your convictions. Are you willing to bet that? Now, let's say you take the first step and you come to the realization. That pre Vatican II Catholicism, better known as Sedevacantism, is God's revealed church truth, and that the pre-Vatican II Church, Catholic Church, is God's um revealed truth. I think I just repeated myself, if I did, forgive me. Okay. The next step is having the right doctrine is not enough. That just like the Vatican II sect and the Protestants, we don't get to pick and choose what part of Catholic teachings we want to follow. When I say Catholic, I'm saying true Catholic, pre-Vatican II Catholic. We don't get to pick and choose which of the teachings that we're going to practice or follow. If the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church teaches that our ultimate end goal is to strive for sainthood even though we may not reach that sainthood on earth we don't get to put that aside and say well i'm a married person i have kids i don't have the time and you know um i'll i'll i'll, I'll just i'll lead my life as i normally lead it without any reference to to prayer, penance, you know, to any spiritual practices at all. And I just want to stress this doing the bare minimum is not acceptable. I realize a lot of people who've never have never been in the military, so this may seem like a um a rather wild thing to say, but in the military doing, doing the bare minimum, now obviously it's going to depend on your sergeants and your officers, but in most cases, in my experience, and by the way, you don't necessarily need to be in the military to understand this, um, on the job, doing the bare minimum, you're not going to get rewarded for that. And once again, depending on who your supervisors are, it may actually get you fired if you're just showing up for a paycheck. It just depends. So, if these natural principles apply in the natural life, does it not stand to reason that those principles would stand when it comes to your relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his blessed mother? And by the way, for those of you who call yourself set of a contest think that I'm full of crap, I would suggest very strongly um, you could you have three choices. Either you can crack a Catholic catechism printed prior to Vatican II, you could crack one of the saints' teachings, spiritual teachings, or you can crack the lives of the saints or the sayings of the church fathers, you know, the doctors of the church, whatever. Whatever. I would suggest you crack one of those and make you know, once again, I'll give you the same challenge I gave on the first part. Are you willing to bet your, you know, eternity in hell that you're right and I'm wrong? And leave it at that without at least doing the research to make absolutely certain that I'm full of garbage. Just something to think about. But having the correct doctrine is the first step. Devotion and piety. And once again, because I got a feeling I'm going to need to make this disclaimer. I'm not saying that you have to, you, you you absolutely have to lead a saintly life on earth in order to get to heaven. That, that would be a heresy on my part because it would be discounting purgatory. That's absolutely why purgatory exists. That's one of the uh, Protestant heresies. It's either or. It's either or either you go to heaven or you go to hell. That's not the way, that's not the way the natural life works and that's not how God's truth works. As a matter of fact, purgatory, I would say, is one of God's one of his greatest uh, blessings and graces. And if you're also laboring under delusion, that um that only the saints are in heaven. I, I want to make it quite clear pre Vatican II Catholicism teaches the whole purpose of purgatory is that you take an imperfect and and uh pious and devout um true catholic who obviously did not reach heroic sanctity and that they go through purgatory so that they have the the requisite sanctity to get into heaven itself and for the uninitiated the only difference between a saint on earth and a pious and devout lay person or just regular catholic a pious and devout regular catholic the only difference between the the saint who per practice um, heroic sanctity while on earth they get to skip the fires of purgatory. They get to skip it. Which is why, you know, striving for sanctity is, is taught. Because you do not want to get into the habit of being presumptuous lazy or um complacent in trying to get into heaven. And that go that should stand without without question. There there should be no question that what I just said is not the God's honest truth. That should absolutely go without question. But the only way the only way to to practice piety of devotion is through the pre-Vatican II Catholic spiritual life. And doing it as best as you are able. And once again. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. My and by the way, if if anyone thinks that this this statement I'm about ready to make is is an invention of my own making, you you need to research this because it is it is in it is mentioned in pre-vatican II Catholic teachings. That God made us as individuals, he deals with us as individuals. By the way, that, that concept in and of itself, to me, should be what is known as um, common reason, or as we Americans vulgarly call it, um, common sense that should be common sense but so the you you should practice as best as you can and part of this spiritual maturity is that and You know, prayer, reading of uh, spiritual books, all this, part of it is recognizing when you could be doing better when you are being slothful and when you are deluding yourself. St. Catherine of Genoa has a famous quote where she said, Our self-will is the most insidious insidious of our sins because it blinds us to the fact that even when we think we are doing God's will, in actuality, all we are doing is our will. and perhaps maybe i will get to um self delusion or self will but um you know is to I realize that to some people they may get this twisted and think that what I'm talking about is impossible. And if that if, if, if those thoughts have crossed your mind, I, I really want to give you this assurance that not only does God deal with us as individuals, But because he is our creator, he, he knows if when we are, when we are being sincere and of goodwill, when we're, you know, when we are being sincere and of goodwill, when we're trying for our piety and devotion and to add to that, and I, I, I don't want to mention the saint I'm thinking of because I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent certain it was this saint that said this, but there was a Catholic saint who said, "God does not command impossibilities out of you." In other words, just as serious Catholics here on earth have to use with what they've been given God works with what He has made since He is the author of existence when He made you He knew with what He was going to have to work with So he's not going to ask you to do anything that you can't accomplish. And once again, I'm not not trying to be an a-hole here. That seems to be common reason or common sense. And to put it as simply as I can... we have to at least make the attempt. And this is where what is known in true Catholicism as the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, where they come in and why they are vital. Because you use the three theological virtues Or you practice them In order to get the requisite Obviously faith, hope, and charity in God That he's going to take care of you And help you get to where you want to go Which, if you're being a serious Catholic Should be heaven Not purgatory, heaven And if anybody You know, um If, if if anyone thinks I'm full of crap on this, once again, I would challenge you for the you know for our, what, what I would say is this: Are you willing to to bet eternity in hell that you're right and I'm wrong? I mean, it's very simple, really. Because that's what it boils down to. Either what I'm saying is the truth or what you think is the truth. Okay? Now, I'm willing to bet my eternal salvation that I what I have is the truth. You know... Are you willing to make that same, that same uh, bet? And what makes that bet even more urgent is Are you willing to make that bet without challenging What you think is the truth? These are all very simple questions These are all very simple questions where the rubber is going to meet the road is are you going to are you going to be willing to make the requisite work to make absolutely sure that what you think is the truth is the actual truth that is that, that, that is, like I said, this is where the rubber meets the road You know, how many people And I'm talking in the natural realm Are dismissing the World Economic Forum Who are dismissing the Great Reset Who are dismissing The fact that a certain illness um, that, you know, we're, we're, we're taking numerous vaccinations for, you know, that, that what they're doing is actually helping themselves. How many of these people, when it becomes too late, are going to recognize, oops, I was wrong. And by that time, it will be too late. But because whatever their personal reason was, they just couldn't take the time to make sure that, you know, that what they thought was a conspiracy theory was actually a conspiracy theory and that what appeared to them reality and normality wasn't in fact a delusion. And while we're on that subject, there are plenty of set of a Well, I shouldn't say plenty. I'm sure there's a certain segment of set of a who think that, you know, uh, the world economic forum is garbage. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, not well. I mean, there is, but I'm 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 sorry. I'm sure there's a certain segment, a set of conscious who think that. Oh, no, I had it right the first time that the World Economic Forum is garbage. Uh, Klaus Schwab is just a right wing boogeyman to scare people. Um, the Great Reset is garbage, and that, um, that the COVID thing is as serious as it's being reported as being, um, that they, they, in the natural realm, they're going to be in for a rude awakening too. However, where I would make this distinction is, is that if they are being pious and devout, no matter how wrong they are in the natural realm, if they are truly pious and devout, the consequences for their actions are going to be some trials and tribulations on earth, but ultimately they're going to go to heaven because they're truly being pious and devout. And this is why I say the spiritual truth is more important than the natural truth. Because even if you're being piously pious and devout and you're wrong about the natural realm, if you have to, you know, I mean, even more trials and tribulations than you've suffered already, well, that's what we were called for to begin with. You know, we're, the, the world, the world is our proving ground. It's not our hammock. It's not our house. The world is literally uh, our basic training, our advanced technical training, and the battle itself in order to reach our ultimate destination. But, and I would say the converse of what I just talked about is true. If, if you're right naturally, you know, you you you've gotten together with your little communita. You built your little communita, and you defend it tooth and nail. And the forces of masonry are unable to overcome you, but you're practicing the wrong. <laughs> would, 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 you're you're practicing the wrong religion, or if you're set of a contest and you're not trying to grow in the spiritual life and not trying to grow in piety and devotion, then you're no better off than the secular person who did the same thing. Are you willing to bet eternity in hell that you're right and I'm wrong? That I'm full of crap and you're right without at least researching, without doing what a famous YouTube podcaster says, your due diligence. These are all very basic questions. These these are all questions which, if you're using critical thinking skills, should not sound unreasonable to you because they have they deal primarily primarily with eternity. now, unfortunately, I was going to make a comment on the third principle. Unfortunately, I got so involved with the first two principles. I actually forgot uh, about the third principle. And because I don't want these. Number one, I do not want dead air and I do not want to have to go back and re-listen to the introduction. The way I look at it is, if there's something that needed to be said about the third principle, and for that matter, I do realize I remembered that there was a fourth principle that I wanted to add and forgot about. Well, if these things need to be covered, then if... Lord Jesus or His Blessed Mother want me to cover them, they will they will have me cover them. And truthfully speaking, I think what I've covered is is a lot of food for thought to begin with. What I've covered is a lot of food for thought to begin with. Because ultimately, As I as I said in my original podcast, St. Longinus is baptism, we are responsible for our own salvation. And if you're married, you're responsible for the salvation of your kids. So if you think that what the the, the topics I just broached don't matter, if you think that these topics that I've said are irrelevant to your day-to-day existence. Um, At the end of the day, that is your decision that you made of your own free will. If you go before God, I'm, I'm sorry, you will go before God. Once again, he's going to look at you and he's going to say, Hey, I gave you, I gave you several outs in your life to make the right decision. You chose to disregard those blessings and graces I gave you. This is on you. I apologize for the slight break um I wanted to be absolutely sure that I'd covered what needed to be covered for this episode before I closed out. Um most of my topics uh are written beforehand. Um sometimes though Jesus or his blessed mother will give me a topic right off the top of my head. and um, because Obviously, I'm very forgetful. As as soon as I get the topic, I want to take care of it as soon as it comes to me. Uh, Anyhow, it appears that I've covered everything that needs to be covered for this episode. In closing... Now, I know I've said this several times, but it's worth thinking about. Are you willing to bet eternity in hell? If you're atheist or agnostic, that you're right? And Never mind me, although I, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I know I have the truth. But let's just say, you know, let's just say just the generalized Christianity that everyone thinks. Oh, if I just believe in Jesus, if I just believe in Jesus, I'm going to heaven. Let's just say you're atheist or agnostic. Are you willing to bet eternity in hell that you're right and that you don't need to do the uh, the your due diligence to make absolutely sure? I have a friend who uh, he likes to place bets. He does. He he well. One of the reasons why we're friends is this guy is very deliberate in what he does. He doesn't do things without researching them first. In my own way, I tend to be the same way. So, are you willing to bet? And remember, remember. Eternity, and, and I do understand because we're f- we are limited creatures, the concept of eternity does not have the weight that it should because of our human natures. And I'm not excusing myself from that last uh, observation either. You know, um, the 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 only way I can put eternity is is that God has existed forever; therefore, His eternity will exist forever. In other words, there's no beginning and there's no end. If you end up going to hell. You'll always be there. There's no get out of jail free card. You know, you're no white knight on a horse. He's going to save you. You're there forever. So, anyway, um, to those are to the agnostics and atheists. For the rest of you, and I, and I'm not I'm not disincluding the set of a contest, except for the dis. Uh, I'm sorry, except for the set of a contest who realize the importance of the spiritual life, and are actually practicing the spiritual life as best as they can. But however, outside of the set of contests I just mentioned. I put the same challenge to you guys, Protestants, Vatican II sect, set of a contest who think just having the right doctrine is good enough. Are you willing to bet, you, bet eternity in hell? Are you willing to bet that? That I'm full of crap and... That's good enough for you You don't need to research anything Just some food for thought And um, So in closing I want to thank Thank you for Listening to almost 50 minutes of Of this episode And as I said, um, it doesn't matter where you stand on what I said. It doesn't matter. Because if you gave me almost 50 minutes of your time, that's good enough for me. And I hope and I pray, I hope and pray that's, that you get something out of this. I do. And I also appreciate the fact that you guys give me your time, regardless if you know you agree or disagree. I, I do appreciate that because you know, time, especially now, time is a very valuable resource, and we can't afford to be wasting it. So. I. If if you're spending time. Listening to what I have to say. I do appreciate it. Like I said. Whether you agree or not. Does not matter. Take this for what it's worth. I do care. As much. About everybody. As much as a sinful. Flawed human being can care. And. I do, uh, I pray for everyone. And I do want to see as many people get to heaven as possible. So, um, thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.